0: Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hi, hi! Hello, and welcome to episode number 181 of Amber on Podcast. I am your host, Amber Camille Ligon, and this podcast is all about doing more good for you and more good for more people. Thank you so much for joining me. Podcasts saved my life when I hit rock bottom back in 2017, which is what inspired me to create this show so that someone out there who is searching for answers will find what they need to help them on their journey. In this episode, you will learn what to do to get your brain healthy so you can live longer, the impacts of leaky brain, and how much food your brain actually consumes out of the amount you eat every day. I promise the amount is shocking. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode, and I would love to have you join me. Now, let's get down to the good stuff, and let's start the show. Sean Stevenson is the author of Eat Smarter, a brand new book that just came out, and Sleep Smarter, a book that came out in 2014 that was, is, amazing, and taught us about the importance of sleep and how it makes us smarter and live longer. Sean also has a badass podcast called The Model Health Show. It's one of the few places where I go to get my news, which in my world, news is basically just research, new research and technology about the human body and brain that's coming out so fast, and it's absolutely fascinating to me, which is why today I want to share with you a little about our brain and how it works. Sean teaches us that there are specific foods that we can eat and things we can do to make our brains work better. According to Sean, if we can get our brains healthy, we can get our bodies healthy. Because our brains are literally made up of the things we eat. We have to understand is our brain is a super hungry organ. It's a very hungry brain. While it only makes up 2% of our body's mass, it consumes 25% of the food we eat. This is an amazing fact to me. I'll repeat it again for emphasis. Our brain makes up 2% of our body's mass and it consumes 25% of our caloric intake. That is why when you are using your brain a lot, you get super hungry. Maybe you've noticed. When you're studying hard for an exam or working hard behind a computer all day, you have to eat or you literally run out of gas and your brain stops working. This happens to me all the time. That's how I know it's time to eat. Another crazy thing about the brain is that it's the consistency of soft butter, like a half-melted butter stick. So it's very delicate, which is why it's the only organ that's completely enclosed in its own hard shell. It has its own external security system, our skull. Our brains are extremely powerful, but this also makes the internal intrusions more problematic. The blood-brain barrier is the internal security for the brain, but Sean says it's like a highly sophisticated velvet rope that determines what will get into the brain and what will stay out behind the velvet rope. There are different toxins, metabolic waste, and other substances circulating in the bloodstream that can be detrimental to the brain. But the brain has an identification system That determines what can cross over the velar rope and into the blood-brain barrier and get into the brain. Sean talks about neuro-nutrition, which basically means that the brain has its own diet. There are specific nutrients that are able to cross the blood-brain barrier and directly feed the development of your brain cells. Sean's new book talks about specific foods you can eat and things you can do to make your brain work better. This is very similar to the work that Max Lugavier does, who I have also covered on this show many times. His book Genius Foods and Sean's book, Eat Smarter, are some of the first books ever released to educate us on this topic. Another important brand new subject is leaky brain, which is a developing topic that suggests that there are things that can break down the blood-brain barrier. This can allow things into the brain that should not be there, like toxins and metabolic waste. There's also the concept of neuroinflammation, which is not a new thing, but there's now a term for it. Hypothalamic inflammation is a type of neuroinflammation. Now, I didn't know what the hypothalamus does, but lucky for us, Sean teaches us that the hypothalamus is the master regulator of your hormones, also known as the endocrine system. Now, this is my favorite part. When people are trying to lose weight, They are generally focused on the calories and not understanding that this is your hypothalamus, that it's in charge of of regulating how your body is using or not using the energy slash food that's in your body. Sean says hypothalamic inflammation decreases leptin processing, which causes you to become increasingly more ravenous in your appetite and cravings. This inflammation is a direct cause of weight gain, guys. And nobody is discussing this because it's new. Now we know. I'm sure many of you can relate, but I was a fat kid, and when I was a fat kid, I had no idea what was making me fat. I was so confused and lost and hopeless, and I thought there was something wrong with me, and I felt like I couldn't escape my fat body. I had to eat to live, but eating made me fat and constipated, so it was just a horrible relationship, and I felt a lot of shame about it, and so many other people do too. Weight management is also important because as your waistline increases, your brain can actually shrink. This is not good. No one wants to have a shrinking brain. Sean says we need to address the inflammation in the brain in order to lose weight because your brain controls what everything in your body is doing. The beauty of it is if we can get our brains healthy, we can get our bodies healthy. And just to put more icing on this cake, another life-changing new fact is that our metabolic fingerprint is unique only to us. The specific version of your microbiome, your endocrine system, your hormones, and neurotransmitters has never existed in human history and will never exist again. Sean shares a study that had people eat either a banana or a cookie to see the impact it had on their metabolism. You would suspect that the cookie would automatically be more detrimental to the blood glucose, but that was not the case for everyone. Some people ate a banana and it shocked their system. And for other people, the cookie did nothing to their metabolism or their blood sugar. It was as if they never consumed the cookie at all. Oh my God. I mean, I want to be this kind of person, but I am not this kind of person. We all know these kind of people who can eat candy and cake all day and just never gain a pound. There's a reason for this. It depends on our unique metabolism. What is going to be detrimental or potentially helpful to us is different for everyone. Now, what can we do to eat smarter? Sean suggests that we always keep track of what's going on inside our inner world. It's easy to get distracted from it, but if you just pay attention to how you feel, look, and perform after you eat certain foods, feel, look, and perform after you eat certain foods, you can gain valuable data. Another important thing that has changed my life is to read the food labels. I didn't do this until I was 35 years old. It's embarrassing. And I only started doing it really because my boyfriend reads every label for anything he puts into his mouth ever. And the more I learned about food and the impact on my brain, the more interested I became in the labels and the more astonished I became at the prevalence of these toxins and neurotoxins in our food, all of our food. They are literally in everything. And I have been eating it in abundance for my entire life. So that explains why I felt depressed, and anxious, and sad, and hungry, and irritated, and moody. I had a bad relationship with food, and it impacted my brain, which directly impacts your hormones. And by now, you get the picture. But it's not all doom and gloom, dear listeners. We are blessed to live in a wonderful time where we have both knowledge and access. Sean says, the first thing you can do is be present and think about how you feel when you eat certain things. What gives you energy versus what makes you feel bad or sluggish? It's not you. It's the food. I can't stress this enough. I spent most of my life out of touch with this fact and unaware that food is medicine. And what you put in has a direct impact on your thoughts and the way you experience life. Food dictates your mood and your energy level. And everyone is different. It's about finding the best way for you to live your life. And it won't match anyone else. It shouldn't. Self-awareness is a superpower. I would say it is the superpower. And remember, it is about progress, not perfection. You shouldn't be punishing yourself with food or running away from it because you fear it. We can enjoy our food, feel great, and share this important information with the people we love so we can all live for as long as possible. And you can do more good for you and more good for more people. Episode was inspired by the two part interview with Sean Stevenson on the Quick Brain podcast, hosted by one of my favorite brains of all time, Mr. Jim Quick. Go check it out. I will link it on my website at mytalkingdollars.com. Now you know why your metabolic fingerprint is unique only to you, what to do to get your brain healthy so you can live longer, the impacts of leaky brain, and all the cool new science about how our brains work and what we can do to protect. And care for them by eating the right food. And just a reminder, you are special. There's never been anyone like you and there will never be another like you. And that's exciting. So let's celebrate it. Live your best freaking life because you deserve it. Thank you so much for listening. For all of the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, Don't forget to subscribe. Please leave a review if you love the show. Reviews really help grow the show and are a great way for me to connect with you. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.